0: This Hard Parking, sponsored by Right Honda and Right Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning. If you guys didn't catch the last episode, 10 Days in Puerto Rico, it's very entertaining, according to a lot of the people who have listened to it and a lot of the feedback. If this is your first or second time listening to this podcast, please take a moment to review. Give it a five-star. Give it a one, two-sentence review, especially if it's on Apple or Spotify. That means a lot to me. Coming up on today's show, Trigger 3 in studio. Trigger 3 is a local musician here in Arizona. I met him through the car world. We don't really know each other. In fact, this conversation is the first time we've actually had an actual conversation other than a few social media DMs trying to set this thing up. He uh, is very expressive and he has very interesting music, good tone. I bought his very first song that came out and I bought his most recent one. So after this word from 4 Online, Trigger 3. Jay Finning here and I want to tell you guys about 4 Online. For over a decade, 4Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4Wheel Online or call them in. 813-769-2451. Again, that's four Wheel Online, the number four wheel online. Trigger 3 in studio. Thank you for making the time. Welcome first off to Hard Parking. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a blessing to be here. So this is really my first time mm-hmm. having a real conversation with you because we've had conversations on, this, on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. About cars. Yep. Yep. Years ago, 2020 comes. I think we were, the last time we had like a car conversation was the Fuel Fest was coming up. Yep. And we were talking about exchanging some tickets. Fuel Fest got postponed. Next time I see you, you're done with the cars. I don't know if you're completely done, but you were done at least at the time. So you might be completely done we had a really micro conversation about your personality. Anyone's personality is wrapped too much. Their identity is too much wrapped up into their car yep. and people need to remember you for you, exactly. not for your car. And yep. then you spent the time investing in yourself. Yes. So first off, what's up with the change? What's going on with it? And we'll get into the music and the why in a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, for about five years, I was building my car and Um, I started with the 2016 Ford Focus ST, um, it was a brand new car. So I started getting into cars more heavily in that aspect, um, around that time. And then some things in life happened. And then I pretty much started a car club called Unashamed Racing. I remember that. Yep. Yep. And then, um, I kind of, you know, expanded off of that for quite a few years, probably like three plus years. And then, um. As that time went by, I saw, I started seeing a change just in the car community. Just started Mm -hmm. realizing, like, it was just about cars. Like, it wasn't really about the people, you know? So many people that I had specifically in my group, me being the leader, I saw so much potential in, but it kind of just got crowded, like, you know, with just focusing on who won, who can win awards and stuff like that. And it just became a, just a competition show, you know? So... Um, I started getting into, um, more seriousness as far as, um, building the, the new ST because I did have two. Some people think I had just one. Um, I ended up getting a second one and, you know, it had some crazy wraps done by Rapsesh. Um, some other people as well. Um, I did a lot from, you know, air suspension, all that kind of stuff. Um... And I got a lot of sponsors. I got a lot of, uh, I guess you could say clout. And I was building the car, not necessarily as focused on the clout aspect, but more of making a difference in kids' kids world, you know, because there's a lot of kids that looked up to people in the car community. That's true. That's facts. You know, it's one of those things that some of those people, um, we got too focused on who had the best car, you know, who had who had the best look, you know, quality, you know, everybody was all about quality, which uh, totally understandable. Right. But we we got so competitive to the point where we lost the people, you know. So I feel like uh I feel like the the community just needs to to take a step back and like realize that there's still there's still people out there that have more to share than just a car, you know? Cuz we could just one day, you know, you never know that car can be gone. That person, I mean, it can be gone too. Are you gonna remember them for the car? Are they gonna remember them for who they are, you know? So I started taking a step back, you know, in twenty twenty, um specifically, um, with COVID and everything, I started seeing just a lot of things change in my personal life. And um, you know, that was kind of the road to my journey of finding myself of where i am today and where i'm going so um you know i love i miss my car i miss i miss all that stuff but you know it's just not who i am so despite how the people want to view it you know so yeah because everyone who you
0: meet in the car community and you're right because it is a car community at the end of the day they remember you for the car Mm -hmm. for sure when i first moved here when I was getting people's names, if I couldn't remember their name, I would type the car yeah. in my contacts and they yeah. would pop up, you know, um, John, NSX, Arizona. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's John. Yeah, you know? exactly. But at some point you have to separate the person from from the vehicle. And yep. it's funny that you, you say that because this podcast to its core mm-hmm. is designed to, and we've kind of gotten off track of that a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's it's grabbing people that I've met. Or mm-hmm. they're in the car community and we talk about cars for five minutes, if that, mm-hmm. and then it gives me and the listeners an opportunity and the viewers in this case an opportunity to learn who this person is. Because as you'll as you know firsthand, the people you see at these car meets, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You don't know nothing about them. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, that's that's why you're here. Yeah. Because we wanted to have this conversation. Cause like I said, the last time that I saw you, you were kind of we were we were talking about you're about to leave the cars behind. Mm-hmm. You've rediscovered yourself. What was it? Is there anything you can share about um, what, what caused that change?
1: Was yeah, there like a in single incident or a sequence of incidents? Like what happened? Um, it's, it's quite a few different type of incidents. I just, you know, uh, it's crazy how life works. It's some of the people that were in the community that were basically I was leading in my car club. They came back to me a couple of years ago and realized what I was doing and they took what they, they took what I had and what I was doing for granted because I did get pretty much abandoned by pretty much all the people that I put my time, effort. I mean, I put my money, I put everything into these people just to make them shine more than myself. I was still building, you know, mm-hmm. my car to shine as, as a leader, but I started One thing that I really took pride on with building cars was just actually being there for people, you know, like building people's characters up. And, um, you know, the thing that honestly really took a turn into events was, you know, a relationship that I was in. Um, That was probably the one of the main things because I also didn't know who I was. I was chasing status is what I was doing. And I started realizing after, you know, building cars and everything, you know, there's just just like Rad or Die talks about, she talks about mental health, something that honestly really turned everything away from the car scene was my, I realized that my mental health was not okay. Mm -hmm. So with that mental health aspect, I started taking, you know, everything into consideration like... I can't keep living like this, you know, and I can't sit here and put a mask on and try to cover it up. And there's so many people out there that do that. And it's so easy for them to do that because they're so busy working on cars all the time to the point where they forget about who they are and Mm -hmm. working on themselves, you know? So, um, yeah, it honestly, just, just seeing the toxicity from, you know, Just the people I would deal with all the time, even though I was just trying to be a good human being towards these people, you know, it was just, people just take it for granted, you know. I hope that there is change. I still believe in change. I never put it on the pedestal of where you see these people, you know, building cars like, oh, they're not, you know, the best type of people where they want to, taking consideration that, you know, there's more to life than just building cars, you know? How dare you? I'm just sad. Just, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. See, I still appreciate cars. I still yeah, appreciate I those relationships, you, yeah. you know? Like our relationship, like we barely know each other, but there's that there's that unforceable desire to actually get to know each other, you know what right. I mean? And I feel like something with cars always like I could, I'll stand for it to the day I die. Like cars is a good gateway for people to express themselves. You know, it's, it's a, it's a form of art, you know, anything you do in life, that's a passion is a form of art. So I see that as that was my art for a while. And it turned into, you know, as, as what I do now is, you know, making music. So there's always these different type of forms of art. You just gotta, you gotta know how to, um, Find your beauty in it, and and find your passion. You know, find what what are you trying to accomplish? Because people do things and they don't have goals. They just have these goals of making money, and they just have these goals of reaching a status, but they don't really have a goal to fulfill people. And that's something that we lose sight on too much. Correct. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 where you know my mental health is honestly the the, the breaking point of when I kind of separated from the car scene just it just was too much I realized it over time and I dealt with the repercussions of it and you know
0: but like what kind of what kind of repercussions
1: um I mean there's a lot of stuff that's hard to talk about um I don't know if it's explicit enough for this podcast but you know just attempted suicides and you know stuff like that some people think that um and why is that? Is it is it because your your identity
0: was wrapped so much into the car scene, mm-hmm. and admittedly, that's how I knew you, yep. and that's all I knew about you. And then now you've removed that aspect, and maybe a sense of lost twenty twenty, all
1: all the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 honestly like <sighs> it's one of those things that um it's. I know a lot of people deal with it in the car community. I've seen it firsthand. I've, I've seen, I've lost about three friends in the past two years from, you know, suicide. And it's a very hard thing that people really don't take the time to comprehend fully, you know, mental health, how important it is where, wherever you are in life and, um, just the judgment, I feel like the judgment, just being judged my whole life, how I've looked what I do, you know, just being the person I am simply, that, those are things that just trinkled up as I grew up. You know, I've made some songs about it, you know, is it's, it hasn't gotten better, it's just gotten worse, you know, and I've, one way to cope with it is to acknowledge it and to admit that, look, I'm dealing with this, and, um, you know, that's how you get better in life, but, yeah, it's just, 2020 was a hard year especially being at home all the time right like I was all I I don't know about you but I was (laughs) I was at home trying to figure out what to what to do with the car all the time like what am I going to do this like after I get this COVID check right here and then you know what am I going to do with this and this and that so and then obviously coming up with shows like big shows to small shows like I remember those weekends where I would dedicate those weekends to literally just focusing on getting the car ready and, you know, obviously getting the team ready, Um, you know, doing things like that, figuring out ways to put ourselves out there, you know, in a way where we can get more recognition. So,
0: Yeah, really, at the end of the day, that's accurate. And, I mean, I did the car show scene as well Mm -hmm. in – you know, you get the sponsors, like you said earlier. Yeah. And now you owe the sponsors. You, want, you owe them the photo shoots. You owe them all the clout on social media. Yeah. Then when you're done with that, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, like, I don't, I, I, I'll go to a car show every once in a while. Now I'm, now I go to car, like cars and coffee. Yep. But if it's, and I'm not, you know, crapping on any of these shows, but if it's like import face off or some mm-hmm. of these other shows, I have Elite zero tuner. interest. Yeah. Elite tuner. I go to Sport Ranger, you know, but I haven't gone to the last couple ones. Yeah. Because I no longer have a, what I consider a show car, mm-hmm. and for the people who look at us car people, is yeah, we have a cool car, but there's they don't see the hours, they don't see the de- they don't see you losing yourself behind the creativity of that car, mm-hmm. and you're up till you know three or four in the morning, knowing you knew about this show for months mm-hmm. to get your car ready, and then you get up in the morning at five thirty six for your roll and then you're there all day long. Yep. Yep, yep. When you're done with these shows, like you are, like I essentially am, mm-hmm. you can go when you want, if you even want to go. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's such a huge, like, burden off of what you do. But then you, you know, then what are you going to do? Right. Yeah, so wait. I turned to podcasting because I no longer travel. Mm-hmm. I've been tra- I used to travel every week for most I of my kids' I'd lives.
1: See, I'd, I would see you. I would see posting probably, from somewhere. Yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't even know where this fool is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it's you know, do I want to rebuild my gaming computer or do I want to focus on the podcast? Yeah. Or like yourself with your music. And my friend Wes said this: people want you to know you for you. I don't want to necessarily be associated associate you directly with something material, exactly. Unless you're doing something. So with yeah. you and the music, you made that transition. What was that like at first? Because that's difficult. I mean, that's
1: got to be even more difficult than doing anything with cars, right? Yeah, it's very difficult, especially when everybody knew me for a car and I built my, my TikTok to my Instagram. My whole following is I went from 40K on Instagram to I'm now at 32K going down. You know, like that to me is a big mindset shift, like where you can either take this as a positive or you can take this as a negative. There's so many different ways that you can go about on that. Same thing with TikTok. I went from 160 to I think now 129K, you know, so views, likes, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. The the years, the the hard work prior to me blowing up on TikTok for a video I don't even remember the, I have the videos still, but I took them down just because I was, I was still getting views and right. I was trying to break the algorithm and everything. And that's one of the biggest things that when I first started off doing the transition, cause some people don't know what I was actually in between that time of me actually going into music. I was doing, I was trying to stay in the car community, right? I was really trying, um, I went from the ST to ended up actually, it's a crazy story. Um, I put about forty five thousand dollars into that car over time. Paid the car off, everything. Like this was I, the second one. Yeah, this was the second one. So the uh, but everybody knew it as Prime Optimus Prime, pretty much because I did have that wrap, and then mm-hmm. I turned it into black. Once I decided, just because of some relational situation, I obviously was like, you know what. That's more important to me than a car. Right. So I decided I needed to release that ego. Ego is like the biggest thing that I had to let go. And so I let it go. And once I did that, I actually did it with somebody from New Mexico. Somebody from New Mexico with a 370Z came all the way out here just to trade cars and then drive my car back, no cash nothing i just straight up just straight up trade and honestly did i lose in that situation think i did in a way you know because i just put a lot of money into it prior to that right. a month ago mm-hmm. so you know i got i got into that and then i had uh i got another car it was a frs because um, i miss driving manual i i hate driving automatic cars i don't know about you but <laughs> i'm just not big on automatic cars um But yeah so I did that and then um I got a truck and then I sold that and then that's when I decided to let go completely I was driving my mom's car for a while I'll be honest I was driving my mom's car around just figuring out life what I was gonna do then I got my feet wet in the industry the music industry and um what got you into that it's so weird like how you just you kind of you attract the energy that you give out and um I was at I, I was at a a bar mm-hmm. um just you know just have, went out just to get my mind off of things and this guy came up to me he was an artist and he was like hey be my manager and i was just like what like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know what to do like right. I, i've never done this ever before but me as who i am i don't i don't sway away from stuff like that you know with that being said, like, I ended up just kind of going cold-blooded in it,
0: you know? So, I mean, what were you doing for this person to come up? Did you just do, like, a performance? No, Were you just sitting I there just, drinking
1: a Dos Equis? Like, I was literally—it was outside of the bar, and I was about to leave, and it was, it was closing time. It was, like, 1 a.m. in the morning, and this guy—I'm going to be honest. This artist was, you know, a little bit of tipsy, but mm-hmm. he was serious, you know? And, um, you know, next day and everything, we started slowly— getting into things, developing okay. a relationship. And then, well, I obviously sold my truck and everything. And um, I ended up putting a lot of money into him. You know, with that being said, that's kind of what sunk me into there. I got him a distribution deal through a uh, a concert, like competition mm-hmm. um, that was out here in Mesa. Um, and then, you know, after shortly after that, it was probably like almost a year goes by. Um, this is where we basically split ties, and um, I started taking a step back and realizing that I was just—it felt like I was in the car community again.
0: If it really did. Well, I can only imagine, you know, having talked, you know, talked to um, to Mimi, ride or die, as you would referenced yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. She is she is a current musician and
1: has been like in the industry for a long time. Which I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> know she was in the music like that. And yeah. then she posted. Actually, I. Believe it or not, she she's never told me that we've had multiple conversations, and she she posted something about her music, and I was just like, "What? Mm -hmm. She makes music? I mean, come on, let's make a song! Like, I mean, I feel like we could really connect because I don't really just when I make music, I want to connect with the person. Of course, I've made music with people that I just don't connect with, and it's just it's just not like it doesn't feel like it's it's natural, you know. So, um, but yeah, you know, I got after that I started I got a manager and then um he helped me get basically my feet wet because I had two other artists that I knew that was trying to collaborate with my old artist that I was managing mm-hmm. um and they told me you know what you should try you should be you should be an artist and I was like nah I, I I don't know if I have I have what it takes and I got all these negative thoughts in my mind things that people have told me in the past um You know, like what? Like, I, you can't sing, you know, you can't, you can't rap, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like gruesome stuff. Right. That's just kind of like the clean version of it. Um, (laughs) cause I still, I still replay the visions in my head that I had to go through, um, at least when I would sing in the car we we sing, I don't know about you, but we sing in the shower, we sing in the you know, so it's one of those things like every time I would do it, I would just get put down and uh yeah, and then after that, um I was like, you know what let's do it. So I sit there, I made, I still have my first song that I ever made. It was absolutely trash. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was doing. And the guy that was helping me trying to write, cause like I had, this is stuff. I was like an infant again, Mm -hmm. you know, teaching myself all these things. And I just, I didn't know how to do it, you know? And so, um, after, after that, shortly after that, I started actually making music with my manager And you know, it was, it was good. I, I'm going to be honest. It was, I, I, to this day, I hate my music from when I first started. And it's been today, it's been a year from actually the third, June 3rd. It's been a year since I started making music, like actually making music. You have a
0: lot of stuff out there. I, I do. was I was SoundCloud creeping you earlier. SoundCloud, yeah, yep. that's where
1: I put all my unreleased. I like to, I, just cause I look up to Juice World, you mm-hmm. know, um, rest in peace to Juice World. But, you know, as far as, you know, how he did his music, um, some other artists like Lil Peep, you know, those people um, I've looked up to, you know, how they make their music, mm-hmm. it's real. They They talk about their life, you know, they talk about, you know, what they've been through. Not all of it's good, you know, positive, but for the most part, it's, they're actually dealing with it, you know? It's their
0: expression. It's their car. Exactly. It's their project car. It's the music.
1: And that's what I like to look at music as. It's like, it's my new project car. Mm -hmm. You know, I had all these other project cars before where I would spend countless hours midnight, my ex-girlfriend and her mom saying, go to bed.
0: No, no. That's not, no. <laughs> <would sit> <laughs> that's not how this works.
1: I would sit there. That's not how this works. I would put one little detail on there after another detail. I'd sit there in the garage. My car is baby garaged. Like, it's in there. And I'm not driving or anything. And I see dust on it. You know, it's ceramic coated and whatnot. I'm sitting there still detailing it. Mm. And it's freaking 2 o'clock at night. And it's like, the next morning, what do I do before I go out? I wipe it off. Like, my OCD kicked in crazily, like, madly. It was just, yeah, that was just how, and everybody knew me for how clean my car was. So, you know, it was one of those things. And I, it's crazy to this day now as part one of the things that I do on the side, you know, to help fund, you know, my independent artist fund um, is detailing cars, you know? Okay. So I detail cars, you know, I, I'm obviously, I have my other job that's my full-time job, but I do that on the side. And it's actually a good... Re- stress reliever in a way, but it's also, it makes me kind of miss the cars a little bit. You know, it starts making me think, oh, what kind of car should I get, you know, when I'm ready to get another car? Am I going to build it? I mean, I'll, no, that's not my focus, but is it going to we'll be see. hard? Yeah, we'll see. Because sometimes <laughs> when I say something, yeah. I do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I try not to, but. What is your day job? My day job is, everybody, just looks at me and goes like, like what? Like I'm a, a manager at a cake shop. What? No, that's, <laughs> hey, that's fine. Yeah. They, they, come in, they come in and they see me and they're like, who's this dude? I'm I, wrong store, you know, just because how I look, you know, Man. but it's like when you first talk to me and that's one of the things that my focus, my goal is you see me, you don't judge a book by its cover. Right. We judge too many books by their covers. And it's like if you actually just give people like me, like the people out there that have tattoos on their face and stuff. Not everybody's scary. Just because right. that one person that may have committed a crime or something like that. I have a clean record. It's going to stay that way. There's a way. stereotype.
0: Yep. Yeah. The, the a, higher up your tattoos go, the more you know, crazy stereotypes exactly. there are. Exactly. Like
1: I get the how much time have you done? I haven't done any time. I haven't like at all. So you know, it's one of those things that, um, yeah, being a manager is uh, at a cake shop. It's called Buddy Cakes. It's in Scottsdale, and I have to get some. I was gonna bring you some, but I don't. I, today's my day off, so uh, that's yeah. gonna be well, another that's day. Fine. <laughs> Unless you're on a diet, because if you're on a diet, they're not good on a diet. So
0: yeah, <laughs> I eat the good cakes. I, I'll skip the protein cakes for now. Well, we do have a peanut
1: butter one. Oh, that sounds don't delicious. You're trying to sell cakes on yeah, a podcast no, that's right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. What is the address of that? Where can we go? No. So, so, dis, how would you describe your look My for the look? people consuming this on audio?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, fully tatted, head to toe, um, face tats, clean face tats, um, tattoos with meaning. It's it's. You see, you don't have like a Tweety Bird on your tricep or anything. No, I don't have a I don't have one of those. Um, honestly, I have pretty much. I mean, I have some mess around tattoos mm-hmm. on here you know i got i mean i have like the louis vuitton like look right here i got the drew house just because you know one of my inspiring uh artists is justin bieber so people throughout my childhood have always said you look like justin bieber or i get the one i've every time i'm in la mm-hmm. every time i'm in la i get an mgk comment oh of course right <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know if you want to see who or, if you're just listening to an audio of this, just envision a MGK mixed with a Justin Bieber and a little peep. Those are like the three that I like to mix. Your now eyes. picture that selling you cakes. Yeah, Man- managing <laughs> cake employees, right?
0: No, but it's a very. Mo- I would. I would. I don't even know if I would describe it as a modern look, but it's a very, um, modernly accepted look. Yeah, yeah. For most normal people, right? You right, know, right. the old schoolers, you know, they're gonna judge. But I would imagine if you walk past, you know, a, a quartet of kids, you know, school age kids, they're mm-hmm. gonna look at you like you're freaking Superman. Yeah. Like, oh, well, look at that dude. He's yeah. so he's so cool looking. Who is that? <laughs> is that MGK? No. <laughs>
1: exactly. No, but. that's that's the last time. It was some kids. It's usually always kids that come by. One kid. It was in LA, and it was it was off a uh, Rodeo Drive, and uh, yeah, one of these kids were just being a holes. Pretty much.
0: You can say asshole. Assholes. There. Like yeah. they were literally
1: being assholes. Fucking kids. <laughs> kids, man. Yeah. I don't even know. I want kids, but then I'm like how this world is right now. It's just. The world is the world. The world is the world. And we're trying to make it a better place. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal as as an artist and as a human being. You know, cars are always going to be part of my life. So, you know. It's regardless if I'm not building cars, like, it's just, it sucks. Like, one thing that's mentally kind of shitty is the people that I really had good friendships and relationships with in the car community, once they started seeing that I wanted to be doing something else other than cars, unfollow. Yeah. It's kind of like when you leave a job. I've
0: talked about this, I think, before. You could hang out with somebody every day. You can go to lunch with them every day at work. Mm -hmm. As soon as you're no longer there, you keep in touch a little bit, and mm. before you know it, six months, a year, two years have gone by, and y'all could have been best co-workers at the yep. time because you're just you're just detached from that environment that you know you
1: all knew each other so well for codependency. Yep, that's it. That's one thing that oh, I could talk about for a very long time because now I'm independent. I go to lunch by myself. I go to the movies by myself. I go I go places by myself all the time. I've been. You know as as I've portrayed in the car community with my club and everything, you know, I am a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't push it onto people right. I just be myself, and who comes, they come as they are. That's just how I live my life if you actually
0: in, you actually have a track, so we're recording this on Monday, June fifth, but you have a track that's gonna be out by the time this comes out, mm-hmm. it releases in five days mm-hmm. It's kind of
1: like just what basically what you just t- said to me, yep, listen to that earlier, yep, yep. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I mean, it's just if you just be yourself, like you'll you'll be surprised how many people out there will just latch on to it. You know, Um, you know, people that have a story, there's so much I could write a book. I mean, I started writing a book three years ago. I don't know where it's at because right. life happened, you know, but it doesn't mean I could never write a book again. You know, there's just so much meaning in what I've done, you know, and continue to do, you know, I'm not done. Jobs not finished.
0: Jobs not finished. How would you describe your music? How would you describe your music, your message and your sound?
1: Like like genre first as far as cuz genre yeah, cuz it's
0: kind of in a kind of in a mixed genre when it I is. listen to it.
1: Yeah, it's it's honestly it's it's a mixture of hyperpop to rap, hip hop and it's it's a mixture it's a mixture of all those like into one. So if you like NF I don't know if you've heard of NF. Mm-mm. Very he's he's I mean he's going up on charts. You know, he's, I don't know shit about music these <laughs> days. <I'll> <laughs> well this, with guy, you. this guy, this guy, people know who NF is. Yeah. Um car community knows about Juice World. Okay. I, I can tell you that right now. If you know about Suicide Boys, if you know about people like that, because that is music that people make car content with. Yep. And my music is more of like a sad boy type of music, you know, and, but it's also happy music, but it's just, it's just really authentic. I like to put it in perspective as like, it's authentic, real, sad, happy music is what it is. And I like to not put myself in a category because if I can only do one thing, what does that make me? Right. You know, it's like, if you can only build one car, what does that make you? You know what I mean? So like it's one of those things like expand your horizons. There's so many things in life that you can do. So many things. I'm making my own art. You know, I'm making my own brand. Like I'm doing all this stuff from scratch. It's not perfect. It's not yet. You know, Um, it's honestly going to never be perfect, but it's always going to expand and it's always going to mold together, you know, more and more as time goes by. But yeah, it's, my music is, it's just a mixture of, like, I got I got the rap, you know, but I like to sing. So I really like to get in the feels. That's what I like to do with my music. What is your
0: ultimate goal
1: for your music? There's a lot of goals. There um, are, yeah. There's a lot of goals. I mean, the first and foremost goal is to make a difference in people's lives. That's one of the biggest things that I strive for as a human being, just making people around me better. You know, people need to be better in life. You know, I mean, I wear it on my pants. It says, be better, like be better in life, like have a better mindset. Um, I remember waking up every day for years, having a terrible mindset after years of training, being a basketball player. Cause prior to, I've had stages of my life. I went from an athlete to a car influencer, to a musician. So I've had three stages of my life where I've had to basically start over, you know. And so my, my goal as, as an artist is to, you know, continue because I am impacting lives just by small numbers right now. And I am humble about those people that I get to impact, that actually get to listen to my music, that actually take the time, you know, not to listen to just these mainstream artists. You know what I mean? Um, we forget about where all these mainstream artists started. Juice World had like 200 people on his Twitter, just Twitter. And he blew up off of SoundCloud. I'm not a SoundCloud rapper. I don't want to be known as a SoundCloud right. rapper. Um, But, you know, just one of the things that I really want to do is just, you know, impact people, plain and simple. That's everything else. You know, I want to obviously build a family, build my life off of music. It's, you can build your life off of your passion, you know, the money and everything like that. That's, that's just an additive to me,
0: in my opinion. You've done, I I think you've done performances.
1: I have. I've I've done two and I actually have one in Los Angeles on Monday, next Monday. So a week from today.
0: So how did you go about, because you're independent, you know, how
1: did your managers helped, you know, find those for you? So my manager, my first manager, he's he hasn't been in the picture for a very long time. I went on by myself pretty much from last August of 2022, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, August 2022 is when I started basically just being like, you know what? I need to start my brand. Because three months prior to that, it was about three months, that's when I was making music at first. So I had three months of just him being my manager, and then I – cut ties on that. And then I started doing my own thing. It's so when I started figuring out, okay, I need a logo. I need a vision and I need a purpose. That's what I need right now. And so that's what I started doing. Um, and then uh, I had a manager that I ended up actually crazily. It's a crazy story how I met my manager. Now he's in Canada. Um, Wait, let I, me guess. You were at a bar. No. (laughs) No. It was it was not it was not at a bar this time. It was actually at a bungalow. Okay. So do you know if you know what a bungalow Mm -hmm. is? Yeah. So for the people out there that don't know what a bungalow is, it's where you go pretty much at a hotel, it's a hostel, um, Mm -hmm. and meet people you've never met with and sleep with people you've never been ever with. So um this was my first time doing it, especially in the heart of LA, West Hollywood first thing you walk out in the gates, you see a bunch of, you know, homelessness Mm -hmm. and it's, it's very, it's very heartbreaking, but it's also, there's people out there that, you know, you got to watch your back for. Mm -hmm. And me obviously knowing that, you know, just being an LA guy from here, one of the things that I started learning is like, when I went, I kept going on these trips. This was my third trip to LA. Um, and I was just going up there for actually a United Masters Independent celebrating independency. Um, Russ was there, a couple other artists that were independent artists. They're they're doing things on their own. They're not signed by anybody. Um, I got to see some big time artists like Wiz Khalifa, Jay Z was there, DJ Khaled, you know, a bunch of people. Um, they were in the obviously in the in the stands and everything. But uh, I was leaving the next morning. And I was going to my car, and I was—it st- was a weird. It was just staring, like I was just—I had my—I just got a shower, and I was sleeping in my car. I sleep in my car when I go to LA, mm-hmm. just because you know they're just those spontaneous, like quick couple day trips. Like, I'd rather put that that those funds into my music. But you know, I stayed at this bungalow. I—it's a gated community, and uh, I slept in the car. Then I took a shower. That's why I paid for that, you know, aspect because it's, it's like twenty bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I was putting my stuff in there before I checked out and this guy in this red hoodie, he was just sitting there in the game room staring. We locked eyes. It was really weird. And I'm just like still trying to wake up. I haven't had my, my Joe, like right. I haven't had that yet or anything. And I'm like closing my door. And then next thing you know it, I, I get, he's like, Hey, like he gets up and he, he like runs up to me. He's like, I feel like God told me to come over here and start talking to you. There's just something about your aura. There's just something about how you present yourself. Everybody in the complex has been saying that you're a music artist, um, that you're you're performing this and that um, and everything. And like everybody like kind of just gravitated on that. Um, They just, just how I was just being myself. And then I ended up shortly after that he was like hey i'm out here for and i can't say the other details for it but um he was out there for some specific stuff for his acting and for his management that he does through um through canada Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah he ended up doing all that and then he told me hey let's 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 go for lunch let's talk about this um and we started talking you know on pretty much it was like a couple hours shortly after that, and I walked Hollywood for a little bit, met with him, sat down, and then we I ended up staying for two more nights with him, and we just kind of bonded together and then crazy story after that my my second performance was for a super Bowl thing it was it was it was this, it was an experience, let's just say that. I was expecting a lot better like experience, but I made it worthwhile. like I hired somebody to video, take pictures as well. And then obviously the crazy story of how my manager was actually, he ended up coming from LA. He took a bus at, it was like 12 o'clock at night in LA, took a charter bus or whatnot and Mm. then came, stayed in a red shack, like a red shack in South Mountain, like it was it was a kind of a scary little situation. Uh, Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> it was um it was it was crazy and then we, you know, we he ended up staying here for about a week and we were just spending time, you know, doing a bunch of things. We went up to Sedona, we s- filmed content and everything and then yeah, that's basically how I ended up meeting my manager and, you know, doing the shows like the first, that was my second show. My first show was back in last June. Um, when I just started making music, it was at a carousel. It was at a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's, what was that like? We're not talking. It was, about I was gonna this. say. i I'm like, <laughs> let me catch you because I could
0: I could see it coming. Like, yeah. So it
1: was a lot of people liked my performance. Like, I mean, I did get some, you know, good fans. I guess you could say from it. It was nice. Like, I was grateful for that. Um, but um, the music, it wasn't me. Right. Something a lot of people don't know, and I'm not afraid to say it, is I didn't write my own music when I first started my moving forward album that I have out mm-hmm. that is the first album that I came back with. I wrote every single song in there, every single song, and from that to to today, I've written every single song. I have so much unreleased music that you know I obviously have taken a lot of time crafting my creativity and you know my sound um I also invested in my sound just like you've invested in you know the studio your studio you know it's you you find ways to um enhance your passion you know and I I had to take a step back and I was like you know what I need to enhance my my music career I need to go the right path so you know it's I spent over like five thousand dollars in just equipment and then, obviously, engineering it's my its expensive, sound. man. It is. It's, people yeah. don't get it.
0: Like, yeah, it's expensive. All I this shit's expensive. I purchase all my
1: beats. I purchase. Yeah. I purchase um, all my cover art if I don't end up making it myself because I do collaborations mm-hmm. still. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things that like life never ends when you're when you're having fun. I guess you could say. How do you pick the
0: songs to go on your albums? Do you sit down with your manager? Do you sit down with a small focus group of, like, family? Because I know you do everything independently on yeah. your own. Or do you just, like, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this. Or just, like, I want this album to have a certain feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love this song, but I don't think it goes on this album. Like, exactly.
1: Yeah, so it's crazy how you say that because I've started realizing as me growing as an artist, I've taken a step back and thought, like, listen, like, I need a—I I, want to structure things a little bit more smoothly, you know? Because on my moving forward, my first album, my actual album of my own music, Mm -hmm. that album, I had some sad, and then I had some rap. It's like I was talking about my ex, and then I was talking about, like, the song Happy Meal. Like, it's, it's a very... It's like a Halloween type of music, like, song. It's talking about... If you don't like clowns, I'm sorry, but, you know, you got... Hey Georgie like you got you know you got all that and stuff and I I metam- metamorphically made it to where it kind of it's a, it's a hype song you know and then I have one I made about Tom Brady called Black Sheep you know so there's one of those things that like when you when you come into consideration of structuring how you want to structure the the albums the EPs and then the singles I've just taken a step back and thought like I need to have a better structure. So, you know, putting sad songs, but also having a couple hype songs, you know, what is this? What is this? Because I have so many names right now on my phone that I'm actually thinking about dropping an album here shortly. Um, I don't know when yet because I'm honestly focused on because I was just doing EPs and and albums because I was I just wanted to get the music Mm -hmm. out there. But then I took a step back and I was like, I have so much music, but I need to I need to. I need to know that like this is going to be out there forever, you know, and I want.
0: That's good thinking about forward thinking there.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like and I've been more selective on what I put out there more as far as like quality of what I've, you know, how how I wrote the song, how full it is, you know, this and that. Like there's just so many things because I have different style beats like I have the NF, the hard stuff. N F when I bring up NF, that means I've I've brought up like hard rap beats pretty right. much. I have those and then I have the juice world. What I mainly do is the sad music and stuff like that. Um the hyper pop. So do I wanna mixturize hyper pop and pretty much hip hop and rap, you know, onto one album or do I wanna just put one? So it kind of just it's one of those things, it's very hard to as an artist to put a certain amount of songs. like, Because I, I right now I could drop two albums if I wanted to. Am I going to do it? Probably not. Because mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact I want to release a couple of the songs, at least six of the songs I have as singles prior to releasing some albums with those songs on it. Because I believe in a lot of the songs that, especially right now, uh, the songs that I'll be coming out with in the next couple months, I could tell you right now there's one Billboard song in there. Yeah. There's one built here first. I'm con- I'm confident enough. He's so coming. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's one of those things that I'm humble about my right. my growth. Um, you know, I don't really I do put myself out there, but I'm also very humble, more humble than most people would think. Like, why why isn't this guy like putting this, this, and that? Like I just came from a photo shoot. Kind of a little nerve wracking because I'm, it was the vibes a little bit where, you know, I needed some music, you know, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, is you got to keep expanding your horizons, you know? I used to f- do photo shoots with my cars all the time and now I'm sitting here doing photo shoots of myself. Like it's a big transition. It's huge. Big transition. Yeah. I started doing, it's weird because at the end of my car career, I was doing portraits with my car and myself. So it was kind of, when I look back and I'm like, okay, maybe I was giving kind of people a little hint or God was putting a hint in me that I didn't realize at the time until now, like it was just the car. Then it was the car in me. and then No, it's the, just you. Yeah, it's just me now. The car, The car dissipated, you know, I just let go.
0: Got a couple more questions for you. What's the biggest thing up until this point
1: you think you've learned in the music industry? Know who you're around, know what you're doing. Even if you don't know exactly fully what you're doing, because there's a lot of things I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. But there's tons of things that I've learned as an artist independently since I've been on my own. I've self-taught a lot of my, my, my things that I've done. Um, you know, from writing, self taught myself through writing. It's kind of weird that I was able to do that, but it's just kind of more inspiring for those artists out there. People maybe in the car community that, uh, you know, want to make music or that have it as a thought in their head, you know, I'll tell you right now, like, put, you could do anything you put your mindset, you know, to. And so, um, but the music industry itself is, uh, It's, um, I mean, there it, it has its, it has its ups and it has its downs. You just got to pick and choose where you want to end up, you know, where you want to put yourself in. Like, because at this point I'm representing my brand. Like if I'm going to be around something music related, I want to make sure it represents my brand well. Um, So, you know, just be careful. That's, You just got to be careful. You got to protect yourself and you got to you got to know your ins and outs, what to do, who to who to invest your money that you've worked hard for, you know, who you're giving it to, you know, to basically expand your horizons, Um, because there's a lot of things that, you know, you you can't sell your soul. It's one thing I won't do. And I'm fully probably going to say that I'm not going to sell my soul. No matter how, like if it came down to that, for me signing a huge record label deal, I would, I would turn that down. Just because character to me is more important than a costly situation, you know? Let me
0: ask you this. So in that example, is that because once you sign those deals based on what you've seen and or may have learned from others, mm-hmm. you're basically surrendering your right, For independence and now those record labels they want you to do certain songs, certain things. Yep. Now you you're contractually obligated.
1: Pretty much. That's pretty much what you have to do. You gotta do what they say. Obviously, you do have a say as an artist, but Mm -hmm. you know, when I was doing management and everything, like there's a lot of stipulations that you have to go. There's so many different type of guidelines, rules. There's just so much out there, you know. Just you just gotta you you gotta you gotta know who like you gotta read the fine print. You got to read the red letters, you know, you got to read those things because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you're going to trap yourself in a hole that you don't Mm -hmm. know if you can ever get out of. So.
0: So with that being said,
1: from your transition from
0: cars, going through your rough patch in 2020, Mm -hmm. 21, Mm -hmm. finding the music career Mm -hmm. and essentially starting over with a new outlet, but still remaining yourself. Mm -hmm. What have you learned from
1: people? In the last few years a lot um that's a very deep question that's what i do that's a very deep question <laughs> that's what i do because i got one more for you but that's a, that's yeah that's that oh man what have i learned from people they come and go yeah they come and go i've been there they come and go the reality of life itself is finding a connective group of people that want to see you win and succeed in life what no matter what you're doing in life like if you want to go do something else than cars go do it you'll have those people that are in that community that truly are genuine supporting you you like I, that's one of the biggest things that I've kind of learned is like if you're in the car community and you see somebody that you looked up to or you know that was part of what you're doing you know like a prime example that I absolutely am grateful for is yourself and ride die and the one auto movement. Like that is, that's one of the things you guys don't just care about the cars. You care about the people, what they're passionate about. You know, it stands specifically for cars, but it, it, it has more meaning behind it. You know, like, right. You know, passion drives it, you know? So it's one of those things that you just got to build yourself around people stay connected with a type of group like that. So I feel like it's so rare to find that in these days, you know, it's just, we've lost sense of meaning, you know, it's more just get, 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 and it's not give, 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 you know? So um, something I've learned from people is just be careful who you trust, know yourself and just strive to be better in life, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, and it's not just a cliche, but you really do find out who's in your corner when you feel like you're at your lowest in life. Exactly. If you can't give people what they're used to getting, whether it's you being the, you know, the the person behind the car club, mm-hmm. you know, that benefit, then what good are you to them? Exactly. Unless let's say we we're, were genuinely invested in you as a person. Mm-hmm. Last question. This is kind of a fun one. Because you are an artist. I'm not going to say you're an aspiring artist. You have songs out there. I have a song. Mm, you have you know, a song? Yeah. When you... Was it was six or eight months ago, you I, had hit me up, and I... and I, It was like a premiere of the song, and I had played it, I, actually, on one of my stories.
1: Oh, yeah. I, okay, I remember that. Yeah. I just um, don't remember... I, I th- did you did you ever get to post it, like, actually? on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a while, but for sure. Yeah? Yeah? Yep. I'm going to have to listen to it.
0: Um... Perception versus reality. That's the what's people. Yeah, that's the question. What is the people's perception of what's going on with Trey versus the reality of
1: Trigger Three? Oh boy, see, there's so many things because. Um, Pick your biggest one because there's a lot of them. Yeah, yep. there is. Um, perception versus reality of Trigger Three. Okay. You
0: know an example you gave earlier is like
1: you know how much
0: um, how much time have you spent in prison?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah,
0: the reality is I'm a manager at a at a, at a cake shop. yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh the perception that a lot of people get from me is I'm just out doing the things I used to do, um just because how late i I stay up, um I did have a drug addiction that I got back into. Um, just because of my depression and anxiety and everything, and I fell back onto that, um, and I'm not ashamed to to share it because I know a lot of people out there they're they struggle with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the first step for those people that are struggling is to admit you have a problem. And I had to admit that I had problems, and uh, the reality of it is I'm on caffeine. That's what I am. That's what keeps me up. I mean, insomnia does keep me up too. Mm-hmm. Um, so people always are like, why is this guy up at 3 a.m. and he has work at 7 a.m. in the morning? Work ethic. Like what you see on my Instagram, what you see on my Snapchat, whatever you see on social media today is who I am in reality. And that's one of the biggest things that I told myself, I'm not going to be like all these other people that try to put a you know, picture on social media faking what they actually are in reality. You know, for example, like a relationship or something like that, you know? Um, It's just one of those things that like, you, you gotta take a step back and think, am I gonna portray myself in a different image from what people see like on an app versus my reality? Or am I just gonna be all around a genuine person? So that's kind of one of the things that, you know, perception to reality. You, what you see on, on my platforms is what you see in reality. So that's probably one of my, I guess that would be a good one I want people to know. How can people follow your music? I'm available on all streaming major platforms. Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. That's where I put all my unreleased music. Not all of it. Um, Tezzer, Der Desert. one of those. A lot I, don't, of people I don't, don't I don't know a lot of people don't know what <laughs> yeah. a lot of people don't know what that one is. Yeah. And I honestly haven't even used it uh YouTube, I am on YouTube. I do have one song that I did make a music video actually independently made it a, a music video. It was all edited by me. Um, obviously I had some help. I did it in Oklahoma City, so yeah, that was the start of it. There's definitely a lot more stuff, but you know as an independent artist, I am growing my fan base. And I feel like this car community, if they liked the Trigger 3 that they had with cars, they'll like the Trigger 3 that's in music. So I just feel like it would it would be a great outlet. Hopefully, you know, I get to perform at anything. Like, I, I'm open to any performances. So if anybody's out there listening to this, you know, I'm ready. Thanks, Trey. No, no problem. Thank you.
0: If you guys enjoy Trigger 3 in studio, since we had that conversation a few weeks ago, his song has come out. It's called Summer Love. Check it out. Trigger 3. T-R-I-G-G-A, the number three. Trigger 3. I bought the song on Apple, but like he said, the song is out there all over the place. Summer Love. As he mentioned, his first song, he didn't really like it that much. It's called I Don't Know. came out in 2022. There's definitely a big difference between that and a lot of his later music. So make sure you guys check that out. As I said in the opening, I talked about Puerto Rico before, and there's a few big things I forgot to talk about. And so the next episode, I will kind of recap some of those other stories from Puerto Rico, as well as Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea is back on the show. We talk about Bravago and a few other small things. So be looking for that next week. I want to thank right Honda and right Toyota, Full online. Cell Shop Wireless Services, Patreon Business Supporter, Cooke Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida, Pell Construction out of Calderon Michigan, Beak House, Small Home Design out of Ashbrook, Virginia, and Traverse City, Michigan. Shaving Success with Wes Tankersley out of Boise, Idaho. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month to get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. Mark Stolman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, Alice Kamina, Drew Bunkley, and David Garner, thank you for your support. If you guys want to pick up a Hard Parking Podcast shirt, go to hardparkingpod.com questions comments for the show hard podcast at gmail.com you can also join the hard parking violations facebook group thank you to all the new people who have joined we try to keep it light over there have a good time and make sure you tell everybody again rate and review this podcast please i can't grow that you tell telling the world how great this show is let's do this let's grow this thing together and i'll talk to you all next week shut up